have got loads and loads and loads to get through. So what we're going to do right now, thank you for everybody for actually tweeting this out. We're going to start off with intros in our usual funky and inimitable fashion. Look, you can all read the bios. You can also um, go to each other's page and uh, anybody else on, on stage if you don't know of. But we're going to do uh, in, um, well, in, in the fine style that we always do. We're going to go around and have a quick canter through either our favorite movie lines of all time, so just one, obviously, that you can uh, share with everybody else, or in terms of soundtrack, in terms of um, what we've heard on screen, music. So, lyrics, even. So, Femi, first up, your line, impression, or music from a movie that you want to actually bring to the table to introduce yourself. Uh, favorite line from Spider-Man or favorite line in general, ever? Go for it. Which which one? Which one? Well, Spider-Man or in general? Just, just in general. In general. Um, well, I think I'll do the same impression I did last time. <laughs> it went uh, down the street, so why not? Come on. <laughs> uh, you want to know how I got these scars? My father was a drinker. And a dream. One night, he goes off crazier than usual. Mommy gets the kitchen knife to defend herself. Dad is like that. Not one bit. So, be watching. Dad takes a knife to her, laughing because he doesn't. He turns to me and he says, Why so serious, son? He comes to me with a knife. Why so serious? He sticks the blade in my mouth. What's the smile on my face? And why so serious? Come on, that, that, that does deserve some emojis. That does deserve some hundreds, at least, at the very least. Come on, let, let, me, let me see that you all are listening. Let's, let's throw out those emojis because that always kills me every single time. So moving on, Sydney, either your line from a movie, your favorite movie, any line, or um, a song from a movie. Um, oh, gosh, I was sitting here trying to think of something. <laughs> The only thing that came to mind, and like I don't want to say it because it's a corny like romance movie line, but it's from it's from um, Pride and Prejudice, which happens to be the two thousand like six or seven one with Keira Knightley. It's one of my favorites, but it's um where I think it's Mr. Darcy's character, and he's like, "You have bewitched me, body and soul, and I never wish to be parted from like parted from you from this day forward," or something along those lines, but totally cheesy and something no one has ever said to me so yeah <laughs> there is still time Sydney. the night is young <laughs> i hope i hope look Leon, man like brian your favorite line or not just your favorite line come on chop it up a bit man i want to hear i want to hear some lyrics i want to hear some songs say no more 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 this is brian boogie down brown coming to you used to be from london town yo as I combine from the juice from the mind, heal up, wheel up, bring it back, come rewind. Powerful impact, boom, from the cannon. No bragging, trying to read my mind, just imagine. Bust the rhymes, L-O-N-S, let's do love this. It. Love it, love it. Like I said, we've got so much to get through. So first off, as usual, we're going to go through the good, the bad, and the ugly of the filming question, obviously, Spider-Man No Way Home. There are going to be spoilers, so I'm going to put that up in the... In the, in the um, in the nest as soon as I get an opportunity. But as I mentioned, for everybody who's actually filed in the room so far, first of all, 
speak to us because it will be a two-way dialogue. We're not just going to be speaking to you. And to actually request the mic, as usual, obviously, just press the mic symbol. But first off, we're going to go through the panelists in terms of what our thoughts, what our feelings, and what our fears were by way of the good, the bad, and the ugly of Spider-Man No Way Home. So starting off at the top, and that is the good. Sharonda, talk me through the good. I know there's obviously going to be so much to unpack, so let's just try and stick to one thing, one burning thing that you thought that was good about Spider-Man No Way Home. Sharonda. I'm just here for the Green Goblin beating everybody ass. One of the best villains that I've seen in a Spider-Man film, William Dafoe, 66 years old, doing his own stunts, killed it, stole the show. I'm feeling that. I'm definitely feeling that. Sydney, we're still on the good. Um, I'd say the good for me definitely had to be the emotional roller coaster that we were taking on, which might sound weird, but I knew there were going to be some emotions, but I was just totally not prepared to have my heartstrings pulled. Um, also, some laughs thrown in there. So the emotional aspect was great for me. Okay. Femi, we are going through, I know you've been popping in and out and uh, explaining to me why. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. We've been going through as usual, as is our usual one, the good, the bad, and the ugly. We're still on the good. Obviously, we're at the top of this session. What, 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 what we're trying to just pinpoint just one thing, because obviously there's going to be so much that the audience want to chip in, as well as the um, panelists. So give me one good, one good thing from Spider-Man No Way Home. Okay, so again, spoilers. So when Matt Murdock appeared and he caught that brick, that moment was so cool because it shows that link between the, the skill set of Matt Murdock as in uh, Daredevil and uh, Spider-Man. The fact that Matt Murdock can sense it because he has the heightened senses of hearing. He can sense the, the vibrations, the, the air pressure, whereas Spidey has a Spidey sense and how they both reach for it at the same time and Matt Murdock obviously got, obviously got there first. I thought that was a really cool moment. Damn, you know what? I've seen it twice, and I missed um, Tom Holland. I, I missed Peter Parker um, reaching for it at the same time. Damn, you're good, Femi. You are good. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. And, I, and I've waited for that moment for a long time because I am absolutely in love with Daredevil. So I needed that moment. You're going to hate me when it comes to the ugly then. But uh, before, we there, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> before we get there, Brian, you're good. Tell me the good about this. One good thing. I, I was gonna say, I was gonna say what um Sharonda said, because it got punches galore, but because she said it, um Femi just um cued me up to what I actually loved. Spoilers! Okay, if you ain't seen this film, step the fuck off because it's gonna get ruined right now. How can Peter Parker bad up Doctor Strange fan? Are you dumb? Oh my god. Wow. Twist him up. Oh, my God. Amazing. Amazing. Okay, I hear that. You're right. He did bat him up ever so slightly. But like I said, this is going to be an interactive session. So I'm going to try and bring in a few or as many people as I can to actually give their views. So first off, let's go to Damien Damos. Um, be kind, Damien. Okay. I hope I've, I've um, said your name right as well. Damien, what's on your mind, brother? Sister, Damien, you've got the mic. 
Okay, just whilst you're finding your voice, I'm going to add another speaker, and that is Mayu. Uh, Mayu, we're on the good. Uh, what's on your mind, Mayu? Okay, going once. Oh, wait, are you talking to me? I am indeed. I, I hope I haven't butchered your name. Oh, my name I is Mew. Oh, Miu, sorry. <laughs> right, we, we you are, did butcher it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, Miu, we're on the good at the moment on Spider-Man No Way Home. Give me one thing that you thought was good. The good. I really liked, okay, um, spoilers, I guess. Um, it's not much spoilers. I liked the part where as soon as Peter gets home, he immediately shut all the windows, pulled the curtains over, and just started asking about their relationship, like Harry and Happy and um, May's relationship. I like that part. Ah, okay. Love it. Love it. Now, let's try Damien again. Damien Damos, DJ Damos, or Damos. Again, I'm butchering. I know <laughs> your name. Damien, what's on your mind? Your mic's live. Nope. Going once. Going twice. Okay. Ah, can I'm, you hear me? I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Excellent. I got it. Okay. okay. David, All right. So um, what I liked was um, that each Spider-Man has a unique um, personality. And I like the way that um, they implemented all different bits and pieces. So you could see that still um, it maintained, you know, um, yeah, the unique traits and the way they kind of blended together. I just thought it was really nice the way they did it. Um, I mean, I can go into depth, but I'm just trying to keep it quickly. But I like the, the way it's sort of gelled their personalities together. You know what, Damien, I have to co-sign that. Um, the, the, without going into that final scene, I was like, what's it really about? Mm. And um, with Toby standing off against my guy, and I was like, yeah, they're pulling yeah. on what made him him. And I love I loved that. Yeah, it was that's amazing, man. I, want, I need to see it again. It's one of those films. I'm definitely feeling you on having to see it again because I saw it twice. And like I said, I, I'm kicking myself now. And um, I, I, I'm fuming that Femi saw something that I didn't. And he saw it the same amount of times that I did. But um, just as... You got to pay attention. <laughs> yeah, evidently. Um, just as we've got more and more people coming in the room, if you want to let people know you're in here, you can either tweet out on your own or just retweet my last tweet. That lets everybody know that they can actually join the conversation as well. So, um, okay, let's move on to the bad. We've gone to the good. Actually, no, I haven't given you my good. I, I, I feel as though um, I, I can't rob you of that. What I loved about this, I, I loved the bravery. I love the bravery because in the past few years, obviously, immigration has become a particularly charged topic in the United States, but as well as that in the UK. And I love the way that, you know, without fear or favor, this film went balls deep. We're looking at um, how do you actually deal with refugees effectively? I mean, that's what these people were. They were immigrants. And, um, you know, whilst Strange was like, no, send them back. We, we don't want them here. Um, we need to send them back, like, kind of immediately. Um, I do think um, Peter's more kind of uh, warmer approach was something which, you know, obviously in terms of policy and in terms of ethos and in terms of the way that people see things, 
um, we wrestle with um, both here in the UK and um, in the States. So I love the way that they kind of like hammered that home. I mean, perhaps, perhaps um, it was a little bit too political, but I do like the way in which it was done. It was done in a very, um, I suppose, allegorical way. So moving on to the bad. Femi, I'm going to start with you. Give me the bad of this film. Okay. If you can find so... So uh, on the refugee analogy, on that one, I'm going to hand it to you because I genuinely didn't spot that, which I am now kicking myself for. So you, I, I had one, you had one. Uh, I think that makes us me even. Um, as for bad, and this is, I, I came out and said immediately 9.5 because I thought this film was perfect except for one specific thing. Let me just read you a rough paraphrasing of what went down. So, hey guys, you're gonna have to uh, forget me. You're gonna forget that I exist. Sorry, um, uh, sorry about that. Oh, that's a shit. I'm so so sad. I'm so sad. Peter, promise, promise, you'll you'll come back and you, and you'll 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 tell us immediately who you are. And, and yeah, 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 sure. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll remind you. I'll make I'll make sure you become my best friends again. I'll make sure we're a relationship again. Everything cool. All right. I'm a, I'm gonna swing off now. Uh, sorry. Where the hell are you going? Where the hell are you going? No, you stay right here and you explain it to us immediately. The idea that they would have just let him swing away and just risk the possibility that he might not come back and immediately tell them, oh, by the way, I'm Peter Parker, the love of your life, is ridiculous. Now, it could have been solved with one extra line from Doctor Strange along the lines of, this is a huge spell, Peter. Um, it's going to take about, uh, about 24 hours to solidify because of the damage that we've done together. So you're going to need to be out of here, uh, out of this radius, so that nobody actually knows you for that 24-hour period, and that would have settled it. But the idea that that Zen, that not Zendaya, that MJ, MJ and Ned would have let him swing away, knowing that they're about to forget him, no. Okay, <laughs> can't argue with that, Sharonda. Um. Okay, the biggest thing for me is I did not like how they used Doctor Strange as a plot device. There's not a chance in hell that Peter is going to one-up Doctor Strange in that whole sequence. Like, it just, it didn't make sense for me that he they would use Doctor Strange to do this spell for Peter. And Doctor Strange is an asshole. Like, he would have never agreed to do a spell like that in the first place nor would he let peter just sit there and talk the entire time and then dr strange just disappears because peter had him trapped it just didn't make sense for me i felt like it was a waste of actually using dr strange's character for uh this movie and not allowing him to at least try like we didn't even get to see him trap everyone so it was i don't it just didn't make sense for me I felt like they could have went a total different way for the plot and still came to the same conclusion. I get that they were trying to like boost Dr. Strange's movie afterwards, but for me, it just doesn't make sense to the essence of who Dr. Strange is as a character with the MCU. It just, it totally, it just, huh, it was just too much. And then all those villains didn't need to be there either because Lizard, Sandman was giving me nothing, absolutely nothing. Why are you here? I would rather just focus on Green Goblin and Doc Ock. But that's all I have to say for now. I'll save the rest of my issues for later. <laughs> okay, Sydney. 
Uh, okay. Uh, I just want to quickly to add on to like Bimmy's point um, about like how Spider-Man just swung out of there after like the memory loss spell was cast. I was just with me. My thing was, okay, if MJ and Ned were just like left there at like amidst the destruction and debris of this fight, like I'm just wondering, like if they had lost their memory, let's say immediately, wouldn't they be like, what are we doing here? Like, how did we get here? You know, just a lot of questions I imagine would arise in that situation. Like we, nobody wants to take us home. Like it was just a lot of, <laughs> a lot of unanswered questions there. Um, but my biggest qualm is probably um, also what Sharonda was saying about the number of villains, um, which is, that's like, you know, having more than one like villain or um they've done that in other Spider-Man, the other Spider-Man versions. So I don't know. I just felt like to see that here in this like Marvel Spider-Man was just something I didn't want to see. It was cool, but at the same time, yeah, it was too much, too many of them. And like some of them weren't even utilized as they could have been. So that was kind of a disappointing factor as well. Okay. Ryan. And, and, and Yo, man, it's a good thing you've got this conversation going one by one, bro, because I'm sitting here just, like, shooting darts in everyone's argument. Like, <laughs> for for one, like, we, we don't need any... We didn't need any more gut punches after... after At the end, it was just like, look, let's just wrap it up. It was so much postscript. So that's the bad for me. It was just like, okay, end. Okay, end. Okay, oh, end. No, no, it's not the end, because... It's not, we've already had the Peter Parker scene at the at the graveside. So, oh, so that's not the end. Oh, now we've got to go to the fucking cafe. That's, so, oh, is this the end? Maybe. Um, so, yeah, so I think that that's a key thing. And, and um, like, what Sharonda was saying about um, them being left and stuff like that, it's like, yo, you guys, you, this isn't like a brand new MCU film with just, oh, this is Doctor Strange. The man portaled flipping continents worth of people at the end of Avengers Endgame. It would have been nothing for him to just get them back home like that. It doesn't, even, it doesn't need to be said at the level. And and I think it was Sid that was saying that, um, forgive me if I'm, if, I, if I'm getting my points mixed up, that, um, you know, Peter couldn't bat up Doctor Strange. But I think Strange knows he's not a villain. So he didn't give him the whole hog. You know what I mean? He allowed him. He allowed him. But at the same sense, it it gave us opportunity to see what Peter could do. Maths beat magic. That's the quote of the film for me. (laughs) I've got to say, Brian, you're being incredibly modest. I think out of all of us, you saw the movie on the biggest screen uh, on the planet. Just to describe <laughs> what that experience was like, wasn't it like a 270 degree? Degree, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, it was, yeah, it was immersive. It was good. The thing about that takes you out of it, though, it's not like, this, this is why I really wanted to see it on the IMAX in London, uh, but BFI couldn't get their shit together. Um, but with the, the screen X, it's only particular scenes where it just goes... <laughs> so the whole oh. film... Yeah, and I, I didn't know that. So the whole film, like you know, the, the 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 talking scenes and whatnot, but then it just kicks into high gear, and it's like you know you're in a different gear because it, the whole thing is wrapped around you. So like the first scene, I think, was with uh, Doc Ock on the bridge, and that was spectacular. 
So that shit is awesome. Seeing it like that is just phenomenal. But yeah, it kind of takes you in and out, in and out, in and out. But once you get used to it, it's like, yeah. Okay. Um, we're bringing in um, a few of the people listening as well. New up on the stage is PM Legend. PM Legend, we're on the bad. What was the bad aspect of Spider-Man No Way Home that you want to bring to the table? Um, yes, good evening, guys. Uh, there's just really something I wanted to touch on that I sort of co-sign everyone's point about Doctor Strange not being as powerful and serious as he might have been in the in the film, but I, I think we've already touched on that. But my main concern, actually, because I gave the film sort of a solid 8 out of 10, was the non-inclusion of Miles Morales um, as, uh, as an introduction, at least, into this film, because I felt that this was the perfect multiverse film to now... It's clearly a reset for Sony and Marvel to sort of go their separate ways, which is why the characters have sort of been ditched. And I sort of thought at the end, although they did give us that cheeky reference to Black Spider-Man for Jamie Foxx, I didn't think that was enough. I thought it, it was fitting to have a time to even, you know how these things work in Marvel, you simply, you know... Peter walks by, bumps into a kid, that kid in the road, and says, "Hey, what's your name?" It's Miles, and then everyone in the cinema goes, "Oh, that's that's the new Miles Morales!" Oh my gosh! And then you sort of leave with that sort of continuity about, okay, this is the direction. So we did get some of that with, um, um, oh gosh, I've completely closed the name now. Um, oh, I've gone blank with the guy at the end. Um, you all know who I'm talking about? Eddie Brock. Sorry. Sorry, who, who are you referring to? Um, at the end and the end credits, you're gonna uh, laugh because it's completely Eddie, Eddie, done the blank. Venom, Eddie, Eddie Brock. Yes, Venom. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, completely did that. Yeah. So we've got that con- continuity co- coming in, mm. and I thought it was the right time just to bring in Miles Morales. Um, if you've anyone that's played the games, obviously they've got a Miles Morales game, but the way they did that in the game was Miles sort of just came in as a kid. Um, Peter was around about the same age as Holland is now, around about 25, so slightly on past high school. And then they just brought him in gradually, and then he gets bitten and so forth, and then and then the story continues. So I thought this was a perfect time to bring in, in Miles, but they just didn't do it. They just And the line that they used with Jamie Fox told me that the writers knew what they had to do, but they just made a conscious decision not to do it. Um, so that was a bit bizarre for me. And then also um, some of the other things about that's already been touched on with regard to um, the the villains. There were two, we didn't see enough of the villains actually for me, in terms of once they'd left the the initial scene with Aunt May, we didn't see any of them causing any chaos or anything. It was just sort of we got the three Spider Mans and then they sort of came up with the plan and that was it. I would have liked to see maybe a scene with Peter maybe trying to, you know sort of rage fueled trying to go after the three guys, maybe not doing so well. Um, I thought there would be some part for Daredevil, seeing as he just made a cameo. That just seemed to just be a hoodwink to the audience and nothing more. Um, so maybe I thought there there could be a scene where Dave Devil maybe pulls him out of a situation and then, you know, then they start looking his friends are thinking, gosh, we need to push this box. And then the other Spider-Man's come in or something like that. So there was a, b- a bit of issues with continuity throughout the film, which is why I, I can only cap it at 8 out of 10. But all the other issues, 
um, are raised. But the big one for me was no introduction, Miles Morales, um, when you're clearly going in a new direction away slightly from the Marvel MCU universe back to Sony. I've got to say, the reason why, I don't know if you noticed the format of what it's been uh, to, tonight, uh, PM Legend, the reason why I let you speak so long, because you hit every single nail on the head that I wanted to bring into my ugly and my bad. First off, I mean, Femi's not going to like this. I'm going to bring back the audience um, after I've made this point, because it does flow quite nicely into what PM Legend has just been talking about. First off, I did not like the introduction of Daredevil. I did not, I thought that was a waste of a possible character that they could bring in. This is the multiverse. I get the fact that they wanted to actually expand that and expand on that concept. So why not bring in Reed Richards? There were so many scientific moments that needed his help, but yet, no Reed Richards. Plus, I love the fact that they alluded to Miles Morales, but why not show him? Why not bring him in? Why not give us a taste? But no, that wasn't to be. And that's why, Femi, when you were talking up, why are you bigging up your guy, um, flipping Matt Murdock? I thought to myself, nah, my brother, that was a wasted opportunity to expand, further expand. We're in phase four now. Further expand and bring in a Reed Richards. Like I say, the moment was there with the scientific aspect that was needed, that was necessary. We needed his expertise, but yeah, they flopped it. But getting back to those people who actually are coming up on the stage. I'm going to go to UK Panther Talks. Hi, hi. Just yeah, just quickly. Now, I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I did kind of think there's a lot going on, but I do understand it because it's a multiverse. And, and I guess it's a, one, one of the introductions to it. What, just in terms of a comparison, I watched the, um, the Netflix... Sorry, one second. I watched the... Was it Netflix? There was... They did, um, there's a cartoon ver- version of this. I think, yeah, I think it might have been on Disney. There's a cartoon version of this, and in it, um, Doctor Strange is a, is a baddie. So I, I, can, I kind of drew those um, sort of parallels and comparisons in terms of what was happening. Th- yeah, what if, yeah, what was happening in this and what was happening there. Um, one thing that struck me as a bit odd is, and, and it makes sense anyway, you know, the, the, sp- the various Spider-Mans were, they, they weren't, you know, one of the guys referred to him as a boy or something along those lines, but they, they're clearly too look uh, too old to be playing those parts, as far as I was concerned, anyway. But you know, it is what it is, and yeah, I, I guess I'd give it maybe a, maybe a seven or eight out of ten. But I did I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it. Yeah. Wow, you guys are ruthless, man. Bringing in Ka, Kaman uh, Tyrese. I'm probably butchering your your name again. But, um, what's on your mind, my brother or sister? Yeah, to be fair, um, I had secondary school teachers that made my name. Sound a lot worse than that, but it's all right. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we all went through that, though, to be fair. Mm. I wanted to uh, just a couple of words just on the Miles Morales point, actually, because I just want people to cast their minds back to the first Tom Holland Spider Man film. And we have actually had a reference to Miles. It's not oh, a direct yeah. reference, it's an indirect reference. And that comes via The Prowler, played by Chance the Rapper if anyone remembers him, the one that was, like, dealing um, the illegal weapons, the yes, start weapons. Yes, yes, He's actually Miles Morales' his uncle. So it's not Chance. It's um, Donald Glover. Yeah. But that point, essentially. Okay. So okay. we've actually yes. had a really, really early reference towards mm-hmm. him. 
that I people. That. But the beauty of Marvel and the MCU is the fact that there are so many references to the source material that unless you've really, really gone through the source material when you were younger and like you, you know, you were religiously a comic book reader, a lot of people won't actually get anywhere. And the MCU is absolutely full of them. So I think we just got to remember, like, the MCU is just full of sort of references. And so when we talk about, like, the Daredevil cameo, you just got to wait because give it five films and you'll understand why they did it so subtly in the first place. Uh-huh. If you understand what I mean. Yeah. No, I've got I'm, I've got a co-signing before you jump in there, Mike. Um, you're absolutely right. I mean, like, having you can't you can't get Reed Richards in this. It's gonna it's gonna dilute the property of what FF supposed to be, and so that's why that is the most underwrapped shit ever. Yeah, I think, and I think bringing Miles in, whilst I obviously as a black man would have loved to have seen him. I, again, I think it would have been one Spider-Man too many or four many as it goes. The the, 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 the rumour is is that Tom Holland was supposed to be in the next Spider, uh, Spider-Verse and we've already seen the trailer for that. So, you know, you've got Hayley Steinfeld, you've got Oscar Isaac as Spider-Man 2099. You know, it ain't no mealy mouth rubbish actors they're getting for these parts. So, you know, and, and sticking with that, we're talking about the developmental aspect of what um, Marvel do. Remember, this was Sony, so the fact that they got to showcase um, the the new upcoming Multiverse of Madness. We, I was sitting there going, Shumagora, uh, America Chavez, wonder, what, what's going, like, amazing, like, amazing, amazing, amazing. So I think anything else, I, I was, my mind was blown. They couldn't do too much. And I think if you heard, they were like reshoot. So a lot of the reshoot was anything that I that you saw in there was fan service because Charlie Cox wasn't definitely weren't originally in it at all at all at all at all. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> we are we are quickly running out of time. I, I want, like I said, I want to have as many voices from the audience joining us because that's a criticism which I, I took on the chin the last time in that we ran over. Now um, I know people have been waiting patiently as well. Alfie, I think you were next up. Your mic's live. What's on your mind? Yeah, well, I, I personally think this was like, this is probably my favourite Spider-Man film. I, I, I hold Spider-Man 2 on such a high pedestal as like one of the best superhero films. And this is just equally as good. This and Into the Spider-Verse are easily two, like, probably like the two best superhero films we've had in the last 10 years. Like, I think this is a prime example of like fan service done well. Like with obviously with the like the Matt Murdock Daredevil stuff, I really think the cameo was really like, really well done, and it's probably going to set up a Daredevil series going forward. I also thought okay. I I really enjoyed Alfie, the uh, so yeah. Just just to jump in there, we we've got like the set format. So at the moment we've been going through the good, and we're on to the bad of the film. So um, you may have like jumped in halfway through the the, the conversation on on the actual space. We're really concentrating on the bad aspect. There's so much positive to, to be said of it, oh, 100%. But what didn't you like about it? What was the bad aspect of the film? I'd probably, I'd probably say the only bad aspect is, is I feel like the first half is a little bit, you know, rushed. Like all the stuff we got set up from, uh, was it? No, is it? Oh, Far from Home. Is it Far from Home? Which was the second one? Yeah. Like I feel like, you know, it just got completely ignored. The whole Mysterio stuff. I probably would have liked to see where Peter was like 
you know, um, being defended in court by Matt Murdock. I think that would have made us, probably would have added well to the film. But other than that, I'd, I'd say, I'd say this is a like a, an amazing film. But like, I don't know really. I don't think there's many negatives going going forward. Like, it, it, my biggest fear going into it was that was going to be too much going on. Okay. Okay. You, you know, so with, on... sorry. Sorry, you know, like having like the five villains. I thought it's going to be a bit, you know, when we've had like Spider-Man films in the past with multiple villains like Spider-Man Three, it's been a bit too much, yeah. and it's not like, really hindered that. the film. I hear that. So, so, so to rush, trying to get as many voices as as I can on, and um, there've been people who had their hands up, people waiting. Um, I know. Uh, 9248 with a sandwich wants to jump in, but Miyu has had her hand up for the youngest while. Miyu, you want to jump in with your point? Oh, is, is it okay? Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, okay. I feel like the main issue after listening to everybody's points so far is that it was rushed, mainly because there's only so much that you can fit into two hours and 28 minutes, even with credits. I think that maybe, like, if they had put it into two parts, like Infinity War and Endgame were, maybe it could have been handled differently. Maybe? I I don't know. Sorry. It's, it's interesting that you have that point of view, because a lot of people that I've um, speaking to online have said that they thought that the first half of the film dragged. So imagine that expanded into, um, say, two hours because you wanted to chapterize it in part one or part two, I think um, it would have taken away from the essence of the film. Because for me, um, the first half was about you know brand building of the characters, but less about me and more about what um, next up I think right. is ninety two forty eight. Do you want to jump in with your point, sir? Uh, yes, uh, I-, I love the film and uh, and I think Andrew Garfield is the best Spider Man. <laughs> Yes, that's a fact. Fair, fair point, fair point. We're sticking with the bad of the film, though. I understand that you loved it, and I know that lots of people here enjoyed it, but the format at the moment is good, bad, and the ugly. What was the bad aspect that kind of, like, stuck well, to you? Well, I hated, I, I hated one thing in the the movie, which was uh, the fact that Spider-Man defeated Doctor, Doctor Strange using math. <laughs> I mean, I hated that thing. Okay. But, yeah, it didn't make much sense. Was, uh, in general, the, the movie was just a, a masterpiece. Yeah, I, I, quite a few people have agreed with you there. And finally, before we move to the ugly, I'm going to bring in, uh, I hope I'm saying your name correctly, Terrier? It's Terrier. Terrier. Okay. We're, we're, on the, we're on the bad at the moment, so what was the bad aspect of it? I really didn't like just... Doctor Strange was all over the place in this film because one minute it's it's Spider-Man go, it's it's Peter going to him saying you have to help me and then him saying well there's one spell but it's it's too it's too dangerous and like Wong is like nah that's too dangerous don't even and he's like no nah, it's fine let's use this totally like untampered thing <laughs> and then and then and then now that all of the damage has been wrought, here he comes again, blaming Peter, saying, this is all your fault. You need to fix it. What's wrong with you? And it's like, my guy, who among you, who is the adult? Among you, 
who has the more developed brain who has the more who has the higher executive function to be responsible with things of multiversal and magical portent <laughs> wow it's like you're the adult guy of course peter is gonna not think clearly and come to you with the stupidest ideas he's a kid you the adult should know better you should be like man i know but nah i'm not i'm not fucking with the multiverse for you i'm sorry okay you should be doing comedy for sure seriously i i would watch your stand-up material <laughs> hold on before we before we go into before we go into the ugly Sharonda, you've had your hand up for the longest while did you want to jump in on something that we were talking about uh, along the lines of that well actually i can kick off ugly because it ties in with both oh okay take it away okay all I want for Marvel and Sony in 2022 moving forward, no spoilers. This entire film has been spoiled for over a year. I was watching this movie like nothing is a surprise. Like literally all of this leaked. And it just made me think back to Endgame. Like if you guys made it without spoiling a three and a half hour movie, like think of all those moments that happened in Endgame with Cap picking up Mahilnor, like, with Sam saying, like, on your left. Like, I was just watching the movie, like, man, this would have been so dope had it not been spoiled. And it's almost to the point where I feel like part of me just felt like they did it on purpose. Like, some of these spoilers just got out on purpose because I just, there wasn't one thing that wasn't spoiled. Maybe the whole thing with Aunt May, but nothing in that movie was not spoiled before it came out and i just hope that the next time they have a movie with this many spoilers that are so dope just do a beyonce and just drop the movie people still gonna go see it do a teaser trailer and be like hey guess what the movie's out go buy your tickets now that's it Actually, it just it ruined my experience was ruined in, in the trailer Everything was spoiled in the trailer, actually. The trailers, too. But that's why I said a teaser trailer. Because that whole thing, when they showed MJ falling, I was like, okay, well, clearly, Andrew Garfield's going to get her to just re redeem himself for what happened in his film. So I just really hope that going forward, less is more. Like, we're going to go watch any Marvel movie that comes out. Just yeah, do it but hang on. And call it a day. There's a big thing that, that, you, that, that we're overlooking when you say that. And that is the, the pandemic. Yeah, that's another thing that pushed everything back 18 months. So if you think about when the actual original release date for all of these films were, yeah, and we would have got it without so many spoilers, but the longer it stayed out, the worse it got. I, I completely agree. I mean, the agree. three Spider-Mans was spoiled before, like the DoorDash driver spoiled, like Toby Maguire being in the movie before the original release release date i just felt like they need to just take more time and care with making sure that nothing is spoiled filming on a sound stage like you did in game and call it a day because way too much got out with or without the pandemic they were just lazy with this movie protecting nah, it say that you can't say that because beer stuff came out about Endgame. We we had um, green screen footage of what the guys looked like. All of those pictures were out. It's it's people are going to do that now. You got a smartphone the size of a pea, you know. Like it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. And you can't stick it on the studio. It's hard work. However, though, Lucas filmed another problem with leaks. 
Like you look at all the stuff with Mandalorian that's not never came out and we got surprised with. They haven't got a problem when it's comes to like like spoilers yeah. and leaks from them. But, They're the same uh, company. But, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. You're talking about Spider Man, which is the most bankable property in superhero comics on earth. The Mandalorian at the time was an unknown quantity. Quantity. No one we could even give. So yeah, there's leaks, but you got to think about it in scale. You know, but they kept, they kept the Luke Skywalker thing quiet for ages. Even like the cast didn't know about the Luke Skywalker thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was hard. That that was hard work. You know, Mark Hamill talked about how hard that was. But that, and remember, that's one person, one thing on one episode. Yeah, is is it's 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 kind of a different scale. It's kind agree, of a different scale. I but I think. But it feels like Marvel have a really big leak problem, and Lucasfilm don't with like some of their properties. No, one hundred percent. one hundred percent. But we already knew the five villains are going to be in the movie because of the trailer. Just, just getting back to Sharonda. Sharonda, did you feel, do you feel completely satiated in terms of the ugly now? That in terms of what you wanted to bring to the table. Yeah, I mean that's the ugliest part. They get paid millions of dollars. You can keep a you can keep a spoiler to yourself. It, you get paid millions. Kevin Feige literally like spoiled Murdoch, even though it was already spoiled before. But why confirm it? Like you had everyone else lying. Why confirm it? Literally five days before the movie came out, I just felt like it was in poor taste at that point. Yeah. So yeah, let, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna come in on the on, on the ugly, which is at least, at least straight off that. Um, I managed to avoid every single trailer. Um, no posters. The only time I saw a poster was on a bus. Um, and that was just, and that was it. So I avoided every single trailer and I still would have been disappointed if I didn't see all three Spider-Man and Matt Murdock. That's because they just did a crap job in terms of, in terms of keeping this thing under wraps and, in t- and, and even going forward. And this is the, this is the other thing that second, um, post credit scene ridiculous you basically gave away the main plots the coolest elements of multiverse of madness i did not want to know that a, a post-credit scene should be a little bit of a tease that just gets you a little bit just ready for the for the, for the next um for the next Hang property on. i swear everyone and their mum was bitching about the end scene at the end of eternals now one film later and everyone's like no it's too much it's too much what is this is this there like, is a don't... happy middle Come on, come on! No, uh, no, uh, no. Uh, look, I, I avoided every single trailer, and that's that's how I didn't know. You you know exactly what you just saw in the in the in that in that end post credit scene in terms of multiverse of madness. That is a very cool thing, a very cool element that's in that film, and I did not want to know that. And they and they should respect that. that I mean, it's similar to Matt Murdock being in this film. Introducing that, it's a similar level of thing. And also on the issue of Matt Murdock being wasted, uh, Mike, that. Uh, yeah, we've waited a we've waited a very long time. We've waited a very long time uh, and been praying. I have led a Twitter campaign saying, "Please bring back Daredevil," and for him to come back in the MCU on the same day as we see a certain character in Hawkeye on the same day. Oh my God, that was bliss! I did not need any more. That was just me in heaven. And also, Sue, I'm sorry. And I swear, I'm done. I also feel like this just goes to show that it almost seems as though Marvel isn't fully, isn't fully, they're kind of unsure about Space 4. I don't think that they're fully on board that everyone is going to get into 
these new movies within the phase four. And when you start showing so much, it's almost like an act of desperation. Like, look at all these cool things coming up so you can please come watch our movies. And I just think they need to believe in the brand and believe in the characters unless it's always more. I know that we're 30 movies in. I'm going to watch it. Stop, stop giving away the plot. <laughs> Moving swiftly on. Sydney, jump in with your ugly... Oh, gosh. Um, I was just really trying to absorb everything everyone was saying. Um, I, it's probably not the best ugly to choose. Um, and I was going to be punny and say that it made me ugly cry, which is why I'm choosing this moment. But Aunt May's death, it it was I understand why it happened, because it seems like, you know, every version of Spider-Man, you know, at some point he experiences like a big loss. And I understand that this was tom holland's spider-man's version of that um i don't know it just it was i, I don't know maybe if it was just like how it happened and then it, it not necessarily was brushed past it definitely wasn't brushed past but i don't know something about her death it kind of somewhat rubbed me the wrong way but i think maybe it mostly it was just that it made me sad not like a total downer on the whole film but that's the most that i could come up with for my ugly right now okay Brian, ugly. Yeah. Um, again, I'm always picking up people's points. So I think with, with Sid's point, it's like, look, we don't need another Uncle Ben, Aunt May, Gwen, death to make a point. You know, I think that's, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think everyone's seen it. And remember, they didn't do Uncle Ben. They never said with great power, blah, 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 until like this moment. So that's probably why it was kind of, Poignant. I mean, like, yes, there has to be some sort of sacrifice to recognize greatness and for him to mature. So I think it had to happen. But yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's, it's a tricky one. But yeah, I think for me, the ugly thing was when all three Peters were there, the SFX with them jumping down off that water tower was just, oh, that's jarring. It's ugly. It looked like something out of the Venom verse. It wasn't good. You know, when, when Toby had his, his was it, you've passed the costume on, <laughs> which was hilarious. Um, it just did not look good. And I'm like, come on, at this stage in the game, you know, with, with the multiverse of madness setting the trend for what you can do with effects, just get that right, man. Get that right. You're going to get the guys on colliders fucking spending 20 hours telling you how it should have looked. I hear that. Just before we bring back in uh, the members of the audience, I mean, just as, as we do have a, a little bit of time, I was going to add um, what the ugly was for me. And the ugly was for me, I mean, it's an old cliche, but the movie played with my emotions. It played with it big time. I like to consider myself, having done this for the BBC, having done this for, <clears throat> excuse me, various publications and newspapers up and down the country, I like to consider myself something of a critic. But to have my emotions played like that, like I'm talking like a fiddle. In mo one moment, I was crying tears of, you know, tears of grief. You know, Aunt, Aunt May passing away. That was tears of grief. And in the next moment, we're talking within a very short time scale and time frame, I was crying tears of joy to see three Spider-Men actually, in meme fashion, pointing at each other. I, I, just, I just felt as though the, the movie manipulated me. And I felt, no. That's virtually impossible, as I'm supposed to be something and somewhat. 
of a critic. So that was the ugly for me. I did not like that. I did not like how the, the movie was able to kind of like just um, turn me on my back like that. I didn't like it. But no, um, you know. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I'm, I, you know, I, I'm something of a critic, critic myself. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bust me up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. But going back to those people who um, obviously are waiting to speak as well, do continue to request the mic. And um, just in, in the remaining minutes that we do have, um, we can uh, round this out with some um, participation from the floor. So, um, who's up next? PMLE, um, I, I like your style. I like the fact that you read my mind. You're up next. PM Legend. Um, yeah, I'll keep this one very brief. I just wanted to get some thoughts on what everyone thought when Toby was stabbed by the Green Goblin, seemed to be dying, but then was just suddenly, oh, it's just a stab. So... What was that all about? Yeah, yeah, it was sort yeah, of yeah. Like a gasp moment. Then it, it just was, wasn't, and it, it, it's just like, you know, even the person I was with said, said to me, you know, is he dead or is he dying? I was like, no, he's fine. But it, <laughs> what was the point then? I didn't quite get that part. So that's my sort of ugly. Look, they told him they were like, hey, you're gonna have to go back to your universe to go ahead and get some medical attention because he literally got stabbed. I didn't exactly. see any blood. It, it, I didn't see a wound. Like, oh. <laughs> You got stabbed. Well, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll shake it off, bro. All right, bye. There was like no blood, no nothing. So I was like, did he get stabbed or like I, I was confused. He should have just died. If they were gonna stab him, he should have just died. Wow, that's cold. I love Toby, y'all. I meant I said that respectfully. Okay, respectfully. <laughs> Wait, he I know. Just dead. Sorry. Um, okay. I feel. Hello? Be- Beanie Man, you-, you wanted to jump in. We're on the yes. ugly at the moment, so if you can let us know the ugly aspect of Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh, on the ugly aspect? Mm. Oh, damn. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, there are a lot, but then I was going to go on to... Um, I was just going to comment on what they said about Tobey Maguire's dad. Okay. Well, I, I just... I just feel like it was, um, you know, I forgot the word. You know when it's like going to another climax, but then it's like a team. Okay, I think, uh, I don't know what happened there. I just heard the word climax and then all of a sudden he disappeared. But, um... <laughs> he climaxed. <laughs> Busted low, he's low too, too soon. Um, now, Harry, you're, you're up next and um maybe you might have a thing or two to say about climax but we're all on the ugly at the moment harry what what uh, ugly aspect yeah. do you want to talk about yeah me can indeed harry so this may i came in in the middle of the bad bit mr good so if this has already been brought up um mm-hmm. let me know but i didn't understand how eddie brock got pulled through into our MCU as we know it because he did not know who Spider-Man was at the point that happened. Uh-huh. Tut, tut, That's an incredible You haven't seen Venom, Venom 2. But with yeah. the end of Venom 2, yeah. he gets pulled through to see J. Jonah Jameson saying who Peter Parker is. 
So the event yeah. that incurs him to come would have needed to incur for him to come through hasn't already happened yet. Ah, yes, yes. No, he's right. He's right, Brian. He is right. Hang on, hang on. There's a bigger problem with Eddie Brock, though. Eddie Brock, at this point, is an anti-hero. He is not typical Venom. So I'm trying to understand how does Venom fit into this universe when he is not the traditional villain. He is these Sony movies have literally made him an anti-hero. So how is that supposed to work now for the Spider-Man films? Well, that that yeah. is Venom. He 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 Venom or the symbiote, the creature was never kind of evil. It just one. It was essentially it was a love story. It fell in love with Spider Man, and then when Spider Man realized that this thing was making him be what he didn't want to, he rejected it, and that's it. So as you saw at the end of Venom Two, you know, with Venom licking the screen at Sp- Spider Man, a piece of him is left now. So essentially, Sony can take it, the story wherever they want. They can do a a, a brand new Venom spin off. They can recast Spider-Man and do that whole story right. Who knows? It could go anywhere. Okay. And I know things are getting to a crescendo. One might say a climax, but we've got one more space for one more point. And uh, Niu, again, patiently waiting. Um, do you want to round us out with what you wanted to bring to the table? As we're on The Ugly. Um. Yeah, The Ugly. Um. Lots of people, like everyone here, has said about the leaks, about Tobey Maguire's stab, everything. I feel like the leaks might not have happened as much as they did if the movie hadn't taken so long to come out. And again, that isn't really Marvel's problem. I mean, it's the pandemic, so like safety. But you also, you also have to consider that there were so many people involved in the movie. So many stunt actors, so many producers, all sorts of people. You can't trust over a thousand people to keep a secret. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, and again, about the Toby stab wound, I personally thought that he was like playing it off. You know, like how people say, oh, it's fine, but you're actually dying inside, you know? That kind of thing. Maybe. I'm going to die on this hill. The whole MCU was in Endgame. Okay? The whole MCU was in Endgame and we didn't have this many spoilers. They need to do better. Please. It's just ridiculous. The whole movie shouldn't have been spoiled. The whole movie was spoiled, y'all. The entire Oh, yeah. Movie. No, I, I completely agree with that. It's just, I don't think it would have happened if there were, like, the pandemic hadn't been so long and I mean it's it's still going on just like there's so many people involved I mean personally I feel like the actors did great at hiding it but the directors apart from Zendaya oh she gave away so much mm, that's true <laughs> kind of uh, it was but... when when the actor says oh you know, I'm just glad that I was on this journey. You know that they're they're out of it. The next film or something like that. So that that that's, that just killed it. I was like, shut up, shut up. Turn off. Interview done. Bye. But anyway, carry on. Sorry. Mm. 
Yeah, I'm really interested in seeing what'll happen with the next trilogy. Trilogy? Did I say that right? Yeah, well, apparently we don't have uh, that long to wait. Yeah. Because um, if reports uh, are to be, be believed, they've, they've actually greenlit the, the, the next step in terms of making that um, actually happen. So we've literally yeah. run out of time. I, I knew this would happen. I knew there would be so many passionate voices in the room. And the fact of the matter is this, I didn't really want to run over time because people like Demi, people like Sharonda, people like Sydney, people like Brian have got places to go, people to see. And I really do respect the fact that they've lent me their time for the hour and I want to respect that so they'll come back. So I wanted to thank all of our panelists. You have actually been incredible. Oh, sorry, sorry. Demi. I uh, just want to say we have we have to mention the fact that they finally addressed the fact that Toby shoots shoots Webb out of his actual wrists because that's has we've we've waited a long time for that discussion. Yes. And, yeah. The, the that part was amazing. Where he said, the part where he said, "Does it come out of anywhere else?" Exactly. I I, I, I couldn't hold it in. I, I started laughing. <laughs> Me too. Okay, if you want to give us your emojis, just thank along with myself, uh, all of our speakers. And uh, everybody who actually took up the courage or, or plucked up the courage to actually jump up here and speak their mind as well. If you want to follow all of the speakers, they are incredible. People like Brian, people like Sydney, people like Sharonda, and of course, Femi. He is an incredible follow. And if you wanted to follow me, that's absolutely fine as well. 